Post podcast. I'm your host, Erin Pym, and I am an erotic writer as well as the producer of the amazing live stage show about sex and sexuality, Bed Post. Here at the Bed Post podcast, I invite past guests and performers from the stage show to come into my house and talk more about sex with me. <laughs> this week, we have Richard Como. Hello. Hello, Richard. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Now, what I usually have you do at Bedpost is our sexpert set. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that is because you, how, what, what qualifies you to be uh, basically our most repeated guest <laughs> <laughs> on the show yeah, I, yeah. as a sexpert? I wouldn't just say it's experience. I think a lot of it has to do with where I work. Okay. Um, I have been employed for the last six years at Seduction Love Boutique, and Mm -hmm. I'm currently one of the floor managers, uh, Mm -hmm. as well as I've taken over the ordering for the toys. You've been there six years, so you're enjoying yourself there? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good uh, work environment. It's a great work environment. Uh, All the staff are really nice and friendly, especially the management. How did you get started working there? Did you know, you know someone? Or no, not at all. Um, in all honesty, uh, aside from you know, I just needed a job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I I just wanted to work at some place. I I figured I'd have fun at. So I applied yeah. to places such as sex stores and music stores and movie stores and stuff like that. Cool. Things that interested me. Yeah. And not just some place that I would you know dread going to work every day and I figured this would be a perfect opportunity and they invited me to an interview. What was Uh, the interview? Because I hear I had a friend applied to seduction. I think he's talked to you about that (laughs) and he had an interesting experience with the interview. What did you have to do? Um, Well, the interview process is we usually do a group interview. Okay. Um, And in my group, I think everybody who was called showed up. So there were nine or ten of us, and usually cool. there's around six. We call about nine or ten, but six show up. Yeah. This one, everybody showed up. So cool. it was a very... Uh, full room. Full room and a lengthy <laughs> interview where they just asked us a bunch of questions. Um, kind of like your typical style, but then... So wh- why do they do it in a group setting? I know there's a reason for that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great idea. It's a great concept in the sense that... This is a way that management or whoever's running the interview gets a chance to actually uh, observe the reactions of these individuals who are answering the questions as well as the individuals around them to see... To the if, subject matter? To the subject matter. And this is a good way for us to see whether or not people have negative reactions mm. or or uh, they just... How comfortable they are. How comfortable they are. If they roll their eyes at someone's answers, it's usually, a, oh, maybe that's not going to work out so well. A little so, negative. 
of yeah. a reaction. And I mean, we we like to we pride ourselves on the fact that we are completely open. Yeah. Um, and we're a very open environment as for staff as well as the customers that come in. So yeah. this is a great way to see how open people are to accepting the types of answers and uh, responses that they would give in an interview and questions that they'll yeah. get on a daily basis. Exactly. I'm sure. Yeah. Working at the store. Exactly. And yeah. then. And then the next part is always the fun part, because uh-huh. I, I run the interviews now. Oh, you do? Yeah. Um, and we play a little game, and it's, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's mostly a knowledge game, but mm-hmm. you don't need to know anything. It's, we have a basket full of goodies from our store. Uh-huh. We pull them out. Usually we pick the, the more obscure ones or, pe- or things that are not uh, more commonly known. Okay. Um, so, for example? Well, uh, for example, I'd say a sounding rod. Ooh, I don't um, even know what that is. Yeah, it's a it's a steel rod that you uh, that people with male or female genitalia would actually insert into their urethras. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, well, these particular ones there are different kinds. One of which is called the rosebud sound. They get fairly large, uh-huh. uh, kind of like the size of a dime in in diameter. Oh my gosh! Yeah, they, it's it's a whole stretching process as well, like an exercise or not and, an exercise, but like a training tool to stretch your urethra. Okay, for what purpose? Um, well, there's different uh, there's different practices, but one of which is uh, you can like flick the end of it and let the vibration sound down, uh, and it gives you a very interesting sensation. Hmm, interesting. Um, I definitely have not heard of that. Yeah. Cool. So we would show that. Okay. So we show that, and then what do, what do they have to do with that? Uh, raise their hand if they know what it is. Okay. Um, and then, as I said, we try to. Pick the more or the less common ones to see their knowledge. Because uh, everyone knows what a dildo is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and more, more than not. When I did the interview, yeah. um, when I first interviewed, I knew nothing except for the butt plug. Uh, that was the only thing that <laughs> I right? recognized. Do you remember what were the other things? Did they tell you I after? Actually or? Do, well, yeah, they would actually tell us or yeah. people would answer correctly. Yeah. Um, but the as I, I just felt... So so vanilla when I was oh, in that really? interview because I were other people getting yeah them and there correct? were also people who worked at different uh, sex stores and stuff like that oh, okay. so, so I assumed I, so yeah weird. and I assumed I didn't get the job but I was super excited when I finally saw something that I knew um, <laughs> the butt plug the butt plug yay <laughs> <laughs> that that was it um, but we try not to put like a regular looking butt plug we get more, yeah you mix it up try yeah. to confuse them a little bit try um, to but test it, them. It doesn't, to be honest, it doesn't even matter if you know anything, like I said. Yeah, so what is that uh, game testing really, Not it's, if it's not knowledge? It's also uh, testing that the same concept of when, um, when we just answer the questions in a group setting or ask the questions in a group setting is to gauge their just reactions. Reaction enthusiasm. Because um, if we're talking about something that, you know, goes in the urethra and... And they stretch go. and stretch the urethra to a larger gauge or a larger size, kind of like stretching your earlobes. Yeah. Um, and if people... If they're making a face. Yeah, if they're making weird reactions, then maybe, like, the, I mean, the rest of the interview always plays a factor into the hiring process, of course. But sure, if they, but it all it contributes yeah, to exactly. whether they're suited for this yeah. type of a job or not. Yeah, but I mean, we do a very extensive training when we when we train our staff. Yeah. Um, I do the training of the toys, typically. So what, what does that entail? About five oh, hours just, of your time. Just product, <laughs> just like product knowledge? Basically, or? we have a little training manual that we've developed over the years. Cool. Um, and we walk around basically section by section, um, talking about the different types of products, the yeah. benefits, uh, potential ingredients or, or whatnot. 
Like, um, like the typical questions you get about the product? Yeah. That type of and thing? And just things that you should know. I'm always happy if someone retains about a quarter of the stuff I say because I I'm talk sure a lot. I'm sure it's a lot of information. It is a lot of information. But the first couple shifts, usually if, if they're trained in toys, is yeah. open up packages, try them out, know how the, the settings work, know the textures, and all that fun stuff. And right. Yeah, so I'm not expecting them to do sales. I just expect them to learn product. Cool. Yeah. Do you get to um, choose what toys you order? Like, how does that work? Do you get catalogs from wholesalers? Well, we order out of a, a company called Lanco, based out in Montreal. And okay. basically, whatever they carry is what I'm allowed to order to the store. So just the one company? Um, that is... Uh, we also order from another company called BMS. Um, but that is... Usually a smaller order and maybe once a month and someone else does that one. Um, Hopefully in the future I'll be able to start doing that because they're a product that I wish we carried that BMS carries. Are there some toys in particular that you can think of? Well, I just know that there are certain toys that BMS carries that Lanco does not carry. Like what types Um, of things? Simple things like the Power Bullet. Okay. Uh, Just little bullet vibrators that uh, that are super popular and very very dependable and... Uh, Lanco doesn't carry it, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I mean, Lanco carries a bunch of different kinds as well. But I mean, popularity and the name factor usually plays a, a part in, dis- in people's decisions when they come to buy yeah. stuff, right? So, I just bought a bullet vibe, ooh, um, because mine broke, uh, <laughs> which happens. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> the vibrator I had actually lasted the longest um, of any vibe I have had. I think it was just a bullet-shaped rechargeable vibe okay. uh, by Jopin, and the product is key. So it's really great, and it had, like, for such a small kind of bullet vibe, it had a pretty deep rumble. Like, it had some good power to it, which uh, is great. Like a low-frequency yeah. vibration. Yeah. Yes, and I- I'm mentioning that because specifically the one I bought, they didn't... I was just going to buy the same one, although mm-hmm. part of me wanted to try something new, but... Um, of course. So they actually... I didn't go to seduction. That was my first problem, probably. <laughs> uh, I don't hold it against you. I'm just... <laughs> um, I'm half kidding. They didn't stock that one that I had, the okay. key one. So I was looking around at the WeVibe products, which I've had a couple WeVibe products and really like them. Mm-hmm. I've had the the actual couples vibe. Yeah. I think it was only like the second version of it, and they're on like the... How many versions? We're, we're now at the four plus. Yeah, we're yeah. four plus now. Yeah. So I had maybe I even had the very first version. Anyways, um, but I also had the We Vibe Touch, which okay. is a clitoral vibe. Yeah, um, kind of looks like a tongue. Yeah, I was just gonna try to think of how to describe the shape of it. Yeah, yeah kind of a tongue. So not an actual bullet, but um, still an external vibrator. Still an yeah. external vibrator, and I enjoyed that very much. And actually, oddly enough, this is a sidebar. The first time I used that, I think that, oh, that was my first, like, real big girl vibe. Like, one that I, <laughs> like, I invested money in. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I had a bunch of shitty vibes that yeah. were probably battery-powered um, <laughs> before a string of just shitty vibes. And then I was like, you know what? I, I need to get a rechargeable good vibe. So I got that wee vibe. Let's go green. Uh, let's go green and let's go just like an investment purchase, you know. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, so I got that and actually the first three times I used it, just on my clip, I squirted. Oh, amazing! <laughs> yes! Which though that never happened again. Just the three first times I well, used it. Well, at least you it. got to experience it, right? <laughs> 
which is so funny. But anyway, okay, so I was looking at that one again because I knew I did like it. But the girl suggested the We Vibe Tango. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, you're okay. Uh, she was enthusiastic enthusiastic about it. Almost all of our female staff own that and they swear really? by it. She did too. Okay, but I'll tell you. So what what the We Vibe Tango is a bullet, but it's a hard plastic mm-hmm. finish. Um, it kind of is like a tube of lipstick. Yeah. Uh, they told me it was a very focused vibration, like mm-hmm. a very direct vibration. And, and I felt in my hand, it felt super powerful. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn, wow. But when I got it home, the talking about frequency is a little too much of a high frequency. I'm sure I'll get used to it, mm-hmm. but I'm used to like that low frequency, that, low thumping, that, yeah. that rumble, that thumping. And this one was a little higher, a little okay. buzzy. So I used it on like I used it on the setting that goes oh, the wave setting okay. that one <laughs> <laughs> because the other ones were <laughs> I like my impression I love your impression <laughs> describe the vibrator describe the setting <laughs> but because all the other settings were a little buzzy for me like that okay. high frequency like which yeah. is like holy shit like. Yeah. It's a bit much. So I'm sure I'll get used to just having this different kind of frequency. Yeah. But needless, but it's still, I still got off in like under 10 minutes on that wave setting. Okay, good, good. So it was fine, <laughs> but it was just not that deep rumble that Fair I'm enough. used to. And that's that's actually something that's very hard to find when it comes to a bullet because the motor has to yes, be so small. Yes, because it's small. Um, but, so... but the other one I had was the same size and shape basically, but it did have that... Um, a little bit of a lower frequency. Lower yeah. frequency. Because she definitely tried it out for me and I held it in my mm-hmm. hand. And I couldn't really tell any difference just having it in my hand. But holy smokes, I could tell the difference when I like well, actually used it. Your hand is a lot different than your clip. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Because it felt like a similar vibration mm-hmm. in my hand. But it was... Ooh, you want to hear a tip? Yes, please. Uh, this is for all you viewers out there. Yeah. If you're testing out a vibrator in your mm-hmm. hand or whatnot at a store, here's a good tip. Where do you put it? Yeah. Yeah, you touch yeah. it to the tip of your nose. Oh. <laughs> uh, if you find that it tickles you and you can't handle it on yeah. your nose, odds are it's not going to work down there. Oh, okay. That, I was just going to say, why did, because I just had it in my hand. Clearly, yeah. that's not a gauge no. for how it's going to feel <laughs> on a super sensitive part of your body. Exactly. Yeah. Because oh the God. tip of your nose is quite sensitive. Is it? Yeah. That's so funny. So if you put, you can try that when we leave, when this podcast <laughs> Maybe is over, on the you break. can try that. Yeah, <laughs> test it on your nose and you'll be, okay, this tickles my nose too much, then it's probably not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh my good god. But anyways, I'll give it a shot. I also got a two year warranty on it because I've, as I said before, oh, I actually, I've had some expensive vibes crap out on us too. Oh no. Um, which sucks. Actually, I approached you trying to get a charger. One of the chargers uh, broke. Yeah. And you know what? I approached you. You gave me one, which was Gave so you a charger you. that was not... Exactly. Designed for that particular one, but yes. it seemed to have been holding it, uh, getting a charge, at least in the store. Yeah, to mine, when I got home, it did not. Yeah, and then it. I contacted the people, yeah. the product. That was also another Jopin product, wasn't it not? It was, yeah. exactly correct. And they were great service reps, actually. Mm-hmm. They sent me, they ended up sending me like three different cords, oh, chargers. Cool. But you know what? None of them worked. Oh, no. So I was kind of like, oh, well, screw this. Oh, no. Maybe that was a faulty toy. I don't know what the issue is. Yeah. And I actually bought another vibe 
Before I contacted them and got the three cords, Mm -hmm. I actually bought another Vibe that looked like it had the exact same charger. Just not kind of thinking that I could contact them and just purchase a charger. I was like, oh, well, I could use another vibrator anyways. Hey, why not? (laughs) And, um, And that one didn't work with it either. And also the vibe, speaking of high frequency, holy shit, (laughs) this vibe, who could use this? It was like this little finger clip on vibe, which was a clitoral for clitoral use. Holy shit, that thing was like, (laughs) oh my god, talk about, and I bought it online, which is, it shows the importance of going into a store and having it in your hand or the tip of your nose, apparently. But oh my god, I ordered it online and got it, and it was this crazy crazy frequency oh wow like who could use this thing <laughs> i should have read online v- reviews or something oh, have God. you tried the uh the magic <laughs> wand no ah now there if you is want that something, a rumble yeah it's 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 pretty big and it plugs into the wall although they have a rechargeable one now but it's two speeds and it's low frequency very bassy Ooh. i guess you can say yeah, it's very. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the the Hitachi magic wand. Yeah. Um, I mean, they dropped the name Hitachi because everywhere. Get, but uh, I feel like you know I've heard about it so many times. But about yeah, I have wand. one of those at home, and uh, I use it on myself. Yeah. Yeah, thirty seconds, bam. If that. Really? Hey, <laughs> I've heard of I've heard of guys using a vibe just on themselves. So mm-hmm. what do you what do you part do you use on? What do you actually do? For myself, right, right on the head of the penis, right at the frenulum, so like where it dips in like a heart shape uh-huh. on the back end of the, uh, the yep. head of the penis. Yeah, that's the most sensitive spot on uh, on the penis. Really? Yeah. So I just kind of pop it on there, let it vibrate. I don't even put it on the high setting. I put it on the low setting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I don't need the high setting. Yeah. High setting will probably make me go in a second. I want to enjoy it for at least ten. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. I'm so the same way. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, for when I use the magic wand. That's what I use. Yeah. Um, which is funny. I, I have it plugged in beside my bed, uh-huh. and then my family will come in, and, and they're like, "What the?" Yeah, I'm not gonna tell my sister the link to this, but uh, I tell her. It's like I use that to masturbate, and she's like, ha, 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 and while she's using it on her back. She doesn't think I'm serious, but I'm totally serious. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, you're. All right. Continue. I warned you, but okay. <laughs> continue to do what you're yeah. going to do. Because <laughs> it's huge, this thing, right? It's yeah, it's a huge it's, it's, head. The head of it is like the size of a baseball. Yeah, like it yeah. looks like it's a back mas- a body yeah. massage. And that's like... originally what it was intended for. I mean, right. They sold it in Sears Magazine and stuff like that. Sure, yeah. Or Sears Catalog. And oh, But, so you know, anything that vibrates, someone could find a way to fuck it. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of girls like the washing machine ah, or the yes. dryer just to kind of lean up against like, uh-huh. the washing machine while it's on. <laughs> That's like <laughs> a classic one. I had um, sex on a washing machine before and my, my, my scrotal <laughs> sack is pierced, uh-huh. right? So having sex and then like, you know, trying to readjust <laughs> while you're not humping. Uh-huh. So the balls are just resting on the dryer while it's going or the, the washer. And you can hear the little teeny vibration say, on like, the metal. I feel like you could hear like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, it always made us giggle. That was an ex-girlfriend of mine. <laughs> you know what I was thinking of? I was talking about this with a performer from the last show, Jeff Giles. Uh-huh. Um, it'd be fun to do like a history of the vibrator. Ooh. Something like that. They used to treat hysteria with, like, this is maybe 18th century, 19th century, with um, some sort of vibrator. Or or even maybe not a vibrator, but just the doctors would just 
essentially get off the patients mm-hmm. um, to treat quote unquote hysteria. <laughs> <laughs> that's and, just that's just a horny doctor's way of trying to get on, right? <laughs> right? It's so seedy. <laughs> oh, I know this. I know this. Uh, this, this trick. This treatment. Uh, <laughs> just drop pants now. Yeah, drop uh, trout. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that would be very interesting to hear. Like well, I know history. I, I don't know the the history or when vibrators per se came in, but I know like dildos. Yeah. They go way back. There's, yeah, yeah. there's like historical songs from the Elizabethan times yeah, yeah. that specifically talk about dildos. What would they have been made of? Uh, usually wood. Oh, oh well, no, that's not true. If there you are... sand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there are, and actually... Not just a stick. Yeah, it's not a stick. Um, no, I, I repulsed because I was thinking more like rough wood. Yeah. But there are a lot of wood products, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, and they're very smooth and soft and lightweight. Mm-hmm. What's the, what are the benefits of a wood product? Do you carry any? We don't carry any wood products. No. Uh, we do they're carry, around, though. We they're do around. carry stone. Um, stone, really? Yeah, a company called Laid. L-A-I-D. Wow. It's actually owned by WeVibe now. Really? Um, yeah, they carry stone products, and they're pretty Stone-y. fantastic. Yeah. What's the deal with stone? Um, Why is that Well, it's, they look really great. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's any beneficial, uh, like beneficial, but... Uh, Just a different material. It's a different material. A different it has a nice, good weight to it. Uh, something like stone or steel or mm-hmm. glass, they they retain temperature pretty good. Yeah, I was going to say conduct so you put heat. It, yeah, so. put it under hot water or cold water, and you can feel that. Uh, for sense play and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's also uh, non-porous yes. on the surface, at least. But like stone, there's also little tiny crevices. So you do have to be diligent when it comes to cleaning. Yeah. But bacteria doesn't necessarily collect on it hmm. so or grow. Is it, are they heavy? Um, well, they have a little bit of weight, but they're not huge. So yeah. like unlike some of the steel products, they get pretty They can get weighty. big without getting too yeah. heavy. Yeah, we got one. It's called the Enjoy 11, and I think that thing's five pounds. <laughs> Probably that? not that much, but it feels like it. It's a dildo. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> a, it's it? about a foot long, probably, and uh-huh. it just it's very weighty. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know when I first started working there, I used to just hold it in my hand and just do like do wrist workouts with it, <laughs> just tossing like back and forth or whatever. Uh, it was yeah. I used to work out at work, so it was kind of cool. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. What are some um, speaking of just unorthodox materials what are some of the kind of oddest products you carry in that respect one thing that's that's definitely gaining in popularity is a mm-hmm. is a material called um cyber skin or ur3 mm-hmm. there's a bunch of different copyrighted names for it but they're okay. all essentially the same what is it um it's it's a material that feels very very like very much like flesh mm. so it's it's a very realistic feeling um, so is it kind of latexy or uh, n- or silicone kind of blend or something like that? It's, it's <laughs> or you so can't hard even to say. It's it's its own feeling. So I, I don't even oh. really know how to describe it. It has like a, some squishiness to it. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's the closest thing to real skin that you know, like NASA can reproduce or something. And you, we can't say what it is exactly. It's just like a. It's it's U R three or cyber skin That's or all love says. clone. Like there's different love names clone. for it uh, for the different companies because uh-huh. they're not you know allowed to use that specific name and right. perhaps they have a different mode uh, uh, form of 
you know, manufacturing this kind of sure. material. Yeah, but different compounds. Yeah, exactly. But it's compounds. it's super fleshy. Like it feels very realistic. And um, what is it on, like dildos? Yeah, there's dildos. It's it's most common in any of those uh, masturbators, like yeah. male masturbators. Oh, like fleshlight type things. Yeah, Sleep, and that's sleeves. that's the uh, that's the material that a fleshlight is made out of. Okay, the same material. Yeah, all so. just that trademark fleshlight. Well, Fleshlight, I don't know if it's called Cyberskin or UR3, but like it's that, the the internal part where the vagina or the anus or the mouth or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, There's some weird ones. Yeah, I know. Or, or you know, the alien mouth. Yeah, yeah. Vampire teeth. Vampire Uh, teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, there's, uh, it's, it's super fleshy and. Yeah. Like once you once you wash it, I mean it's it feels pretty sticky. So you douse yep. some uh, cornstarch on there to draw out the moisture, and then it feels just like brand new. It feels all nice and uh, skin like. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, amazing. We're gonna take a quick break, Okey-dokey. and then we'll be right back talking again with Richard Como. Woohoo! Okay, the Social Capital Theater is the home of Bed Post, as well as multiple other productions a night, such as Friday Sketch Live, the show in which one hilarious cast writes and performs an entirely new sketch show every single week. That's Fridays at 10. Find out the Social Capital Theater schedule at socap.ca, as well as information on classes taught by experienced performers and rentals of their fantastic theater spaces and rehearsal rooms. Located steps from Broadview Station, visit the Social Capital Theater for a fun night out, to learn something new, or to host your very own event. Okie dokie, and we're back here with Richard Como. Hello. Hello. He's here from Seduction Love Boutique. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, Richard, you've done a bunch of sexpert sets at Bedpost. Yeah. What are some of the things you've talked about? Let's do a recap. Oh, we, we did like an intro to flogging, whipping, paddling type oh, and, thing. And rope bondage, yeah. <laughs> and literally by we, I mean. I got to spank you. You and I. Yeah. It was definitely the highlight of my night. Uh, oh, and Shibari. Oh, I yes. want to do more Shibari. You know what I'd love to do uh, yeah. with you, actually, is do, like, get Paul Ayoshi in here and do, like, a Shibari photo shoot. Oh, that would be amazing. For either for, like, promo material, like, posters and stuff like that, or mm-hmm. just, like, for fun. Yeah, the the particular one I did on you where you had your hands restrained behind your back, that would yeah. be a great picture for one of your posters. Yeah, like, even from behind. Yeah, from behind. Like, Let's do that, actually, because I need to take more posters for the new year. And also, that would help me practice, too. Great, because yeah. I love that. You know what? Because I have a book. I'm just looking for it behind me. Um, it's, oh, do I see it? Yes. Oh. Richard Kern, New York Girls. Oh. It's uh, mostly nudes and stuff like that. But there is a whole section on Shibari nice. in that book. And I got that book like 15 years ago mm. when I was first getting into like really looking at like fetish. nudes and photography and also um. fetish and stuff like that as well and yeah I just I love it yeah and I want to do it it's so gorgeous and too I do Not- more of it oh, so explain maybe for our listeners who don't know what shibari is what exactly uh, is shibari is uh it's a Japanese rope bondage um and he uses well, different styles of rope, depending on your type of uh, bondage need. And the look you're going <laughs> yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And uh, it's very, 
you you create different types of restraints and body harnesses, uh, and it's so beautiful. It, it all through knot tying, very yes, exquisite. It, it, it doesn't look like a bunch of rope tied on you. It actually looks like it, art. it's yeah, it's very much an art. It's it's in a specific design, and it's more times than not, it's very symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very beautiful on the eye mm-hmm. um, with different types of. I feel knots. like it's like very related to like macrame or like. Like knitting, almost like it's yeah, in like a sense, almost. I guess you can say to that. me, it seems like it's almost woven, like a yeah. loom type. Yeah, there there's so many different styles, and then different lengths of rope are required, or more and more rope, mm-hmm. where you can do an entire body. And then they also have like more advanced stuff in which you can suspend someone. Yes, and they and they they teach you the shibari in a specific way, so it's not putting pressure on a specific area. It's kind of distributing the. Uh, the, the weight, so it's, it's nice and comfortable. Yeah. Um, but yet you also get to be suspended, which is awesome. Which is fantastic. so cool. I've done suspended yoga once, and Ooh, it's the coolest. <laughs> <laughs> now do suspended yoga with, with rope. Shabari. <laughs> yeah, so the thing you did on me, just to explain to people, it was just kind of on my torso. Yeah, and it was kind of it was it was very much accentuating the breasts, mm-hmm. uh, and then going um, towards the back mm-hmm. uh, with some crisscrosses and some beautiful knots in there. Yeah, and then your so we arms did. were restrained behind your back, and it just looked super. And we did sexy. that very quickly on the break of the show. Yeah, it like probably we did the took first... about less than five minutes. Yeah, yeah. So we literally did the first half of the show. Me and Richard did a bit of shibari just like at the back of the room. Yeah. And then we went up and did your sexpert set. And you stayed up there the entire time. <laughs> I know. Like a good little sub. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I am a great sub. Uh. <laughs> I feel like I'd like to get some some ropes to test drive that kind of stuff by sure. ourselves. Like yeah. Matt's not very like artistically inclined, really. Like he's very creative in a lot of different ways, but like visual stuff and like mm-hmm. like hand motor skills yeah. and creativity aren't necessarily linked for him. Okay. But I feel like well, it's there are pretty some, easy. There's some beginner Yeah, there's some great resources. books and there's videos. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff on YouTube, of course. On Shabari, um, yeah. Yeah, but uh, like, there's some great books, like Two Naughty Boys Showing You the Ropes, uh-huh. uh, which is great. It's fantastic. There's also Shibari. Yeah. Um, and the one that I currently have um, yeah. is Morpheus. It's by Mor- Lord Morpheus. Oh, from The Matrix. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You can either take the blue rope or the red <laughs> rope. <laughs> which do you choose? Which which one did you choose, there? The I don't know. red rope. <laughs> I don't remember what either one does. <laughs> well, you chose, I'm just going by color. It was a long time ago. <laughs> when I saw The Matrix in the theater, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then also what you did that set, we did some work with some whips. Yeah, we had some uh, floggers and crops. Yeah. And those were great. And as I said in the in the uh, Sorry, in the I set, just need I need to cut off Richard. He just took off his sweater <laughs> and his t shirt says Phallus Phallus. Sorry, go on. <laughs> okay, now I gotta go back. A uh, little bit of a backstory to the shirt. <laughs> 
Um, when I first moved to Toronto, um, and I moved in with a couple a couple student friends from George Brown, mm-hmm. um, we named our apartment the Phallus. Oh Palace. my God! So you had that shirt made? Yeah. <laughs> At Christmas time, I made three shirts for the three of us, and I still have pictures on Facebook of the three of us. Um, Why was it called the Phallus Palace? Were there a lot of? No, there were just three dudes. Just so there was dudes. a lot of dick there. Yeah, basically, it's just a sausage party. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing sexy though happening in that house. Uh, not with the roommates. No, no. Uh, we were all heterosexuals, um, but there were definitely some lady friends that came over. Oh yeah, yeah. It was always interesting, you know, listening to your roommates having sex, or oh, they yeah. listening to you. We thought we heard in our apartment complex. We don't hear anything ever. Mm-hmm. But the other night, we thought we heard someone having sex, and we were like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" We like turned off the like fan that was making noise and we're like trying to listen (laughs) and it was like I don't know if it was sex he's like nah maybe it's too inconsistent for sex because it was like maybe they need a breather they're just out of shape and Matt's like it sounds like they're hammering something he's like at one in the morning no have you had experiences like with that, where you can well, hear the roommates? Yeah, I can hear the roommates, yeah. Really? And I mean, that particular gang, we were super close. We were... It's the kind of it's the kind of were thing you that, that close though? Well, we were close in the sense that it didn't really matter. I mean, we tried to be a little bit quiet courteous. for courteous sake, uh, for courtesy's sake. But uh, I mean, you still hear it. You hear the bed moving. You hear the squeaking. And sometimes you hear some banging on the wall. So and never we wouldn't. Experience that. We we never get mad at each other. In fact, I remember uh, one of those roommates was. You know, doing his thing mm-hmm. with his lady friend, and then afterwards, I gave him <laughs> slow clap <laughs> from your room or when they came out <laughs> from my room, <laughs> and then you just heard them laughing. <laughs> like we we were close in that sense that we we got along very well, and that kind of stuff didn't really bother us. Oh, that's so um, funny. I mean, you try not to do it too often, like sure. the loudness or the volume. So sure. But yeah. I guess that's just living with roommates, just stuff you got to deal with. Yeah, one yeah. of the things. I mean, my roommates now are great, but I try to be more quiet. Yeah, they're a little bit more reserved. Okay, than <laughs> so, those other roommates. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I just don't want to, you know, push push that that boundary even farther or anything yeah. like that. And so, do you have lady friends over often? I wouldn't say lately. Often. Um, lately, eh, here and there for sure. Yeah. So, do you kind of casually date or? Um, right now, it's casual. Do? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm, I am, I'm very for relationships. Um, yeah. I just haven't found someone that I'm willing to have a relationship with, or maybe I'm just too picky. Yeah. But, uh, but I mean, the sex is always fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll live that up. I'm usually, right there with you. I mean, usually my relationships or the, my previous relationships have always started sexual. Yes. And I think out of the four long-term relationships, uh, three of which was a first date sex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they ended up turning long-term. I would say that's the, very similar for me as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I find not... it. I find it always interesting when, you know, I go on dates because I'm on those dating websites and yeah, the girls are. are always like, oh no, we can't do that on the first date. I don't, I want, I don't want to be a, a gentle lady. I want to sure. be proper and <laughs> I just laugh find, at it and yeah. I find like, I am not going to think of you any differently. Yeah. It's not a judgment I, thing. Not it's at not all. A... And it, 
I, and I and I hate the fact that uh, a lot of people have that mentality or they think that way because they feel it's it's not socially acceptable yeah. to get your freak on, especially yeah. not on the first date because and especially for because women not exactly. To. And what is he going to think of me afterwards? Like, yeah. who gives a shit with? I'm going to think you? we just think had what you just think about. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Did you have fun? Is this what you want to do? Go yes. for are it. Are we two consenting adults that exactly. are having fun together? Have fun. Yeah, somebody, um, not just somebody, the Sedgwick sisters who used to have a storefront on the Danforth oh, called okay. the Red, T- Red Tent Sisters, yeah. which is a sex positivity shop, um, mostly women's sexuality resource. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're just online now. But um, on their closing party for that storefront, it was really lovely. And this kind of phrase stuck with me. Um, all their family were there, which was so lovely, um, in their sex shop. And it's two sisters owning a sex shop. So you can mm-hmm. imagine the very sex positive environment they grew up mm-hmm. into. And um, their stepfather gave just a little speech saying how proud he was of the girls and, oh, nice. and everything. And he said, um, you have helped me realize that it's not dirty fun. It's just fun. Exactly. It's, it's fun. That is like, a... why is there a negative attachment onto it? Exactly. It's and not... I find, like, I, I love the uh, the idea of the feminist movement right now that everybody, like, women are owning their sexuality and I find it fascinating and I totally respect it and something like that is just have fun own your fun have yeah. fun with it I like what's happening now to um, speaking just briefly about modern feminism how it's not now trying to appropriate what a man stereotypically does which is just have sex without any attachments emotional attachments mm. to it at all which was kind of this the 70s uh, movement mentality, uh, mentality yeah. that women can do it just like men can and that was in a sense rejecting what it means to be feminine and female meaning emotional sensitivity maternal but now there's so many different types of relationships where only because I'm just speaking about women but I'm just going to say women are free to love different people mm-hmm. at once to express their feelings to yeah. partners we're at this point really embracing what it really is to be to be women and to be feminine that we that we love sex we enjoy sex we love you know, we love men. It's mm-hmm. not like this men negative mentality yeah. anymore. Um, and it's not about negativity, about excluding people and hating on, you know, men or everything men do. Just it's pro women. I hate that, you know, the the old saying of, you know, a guy will sleep with a certain amount of people and he's <laughs> known as a stud. And then uh, a woman would sleep with a certain thing. amount of people and, and she's, a slut. she's a slut. And I find slut shaming is oh, just the a worst. horrible thing. The worst. Um, yeah. I, the people that I've slept with, and regardless of their numbers or anything like that, yeah. I've never thought of them as sluts. No judgment. Uh, there no at judgment all. at all because, hey, I'm getting laid too. Yeah, <laughs> we're like, doing the we're, same thing. Yeah. So if I judge you, I'm a huge hypocrite. Yeah, we're in this together. <laughs> like, um, So casually dating, and you're happy with that? As... Um, I am happy with it. Yep. I mean... Uh, you're on dating websites, are those... Yeah, I'm on dating websites. Are I, those... I wouldn't say I'm like hugely active in it right now. Yeah, yeah. Because um, they kind of go in waves of, oh, 
someone's messaging me. Yeah. I'll message this person. Oh, people are interested. I'll message them, go on on a couple dates, yeah. and then I'll forget about it. Forget about it. And then it, the cycle just continues. I'll start again. Um, yeah, I'm the same way with sex. And even writing about sex as well. I'll write like four or five stories in a week and then not touch it for, you know, weeks. Yeah, and then, exactly. And then come back. <laughs> Comes in waves. Same thing with sexual interest as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. You'll bang each other's brains out for a couple weeks and then just not really think about it for the next yeah. however long. You, do, you realize cycle. that, oh, two weeks have gone by and I haven't even masturbated. Oh, yeah. wow, that is crazy. Does that and happen to you? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of it has to do with, you know, you get busy with your, your lifestyle Life stuff. or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden, oh, why I'm just scratching and it's feeling really. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's I'm gonna so make funny. a night out of this. Light some candles. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get my rocks off. <laughs> I'm the yeah. I I can be the same way where I'll suddenly realize in the daytime where it's like I haven't masturbated in a while. I'm gonna go home and make a really nice night right. of this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like looking forward to this like nice. Space that I've carved out, time that I've carved out for myself, you know, and like book a little like date with myself to have this like the old, lovely the, evening in. The, the disappointing <laughs> part of that it always is those those times that you just can't get off. Oh, I know. Like, Why not? I, I know. want to so bad. I know. I know. <laughs> That's great to hear from a guy's perspective that it's similar because women are like that. Mm-hmm. I know there are some. There are lots of women who are very lucky that can have like multiple and can mm-hmm. orgasm many different ways yeah. and so quickly at the drop of a hat. But a lot of women are the contrary, where you know you have you have problems achieving orgasm yeah, even even as you say with masturbation at home mm-hmm. yeah sometimes i can't do it it's kind of rare with masturbation because i have all my i have my toys that are very specifically yeah there. you know Just, how to use i know them. how to master your toys yeah totally <laughs> and like and like the other um you know like a video if i choose to watch that or some mm-hmm. some literature or an erotic comic i enjoy those as well so yeah. they're all very catered to get me off but the other time it's like i'm going for a while and i'm like Wow, I got well, I gotta start, be somewhere. And then you start thinking <laughs> and about you, it. You and then psych just, yourself out, yeah. 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 I'll do that and I'm like, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. Wait, where did you go? Why did, <laughs> right, I was right there. <laughs> oh yeah. Well even with a partner where you feel you feel the urge and then you suddenly become conscious and then and then you lose it and Oh I had it. I even yeah. had it three times and I chose to not go there because I like, wanted no, to go wanna, on for longer yeah. and then you lose it and you're like oh why didn't I do it any of those three times I felt it I also find it's uh, like it's very interesting how people feel ashamed that they can't climax yes and it's there's a lot of shame I don't know if for men is it's well yeah I guess well, there are, similar for I mean, women I have no problem yeah uh, <laughs> for women it exists big yeah, time but there are definitely some men who can't uh, yeah. and I know that and like I was friends with a dude who he could not he he could not climax or yeah. during intercourse and afterward like he'd have to pull out and she would have to stroke him off. Sure, um, which is fine. Even that is great. Like, but I mean, like I, I personally, I well, at least I haven't had that discussion with someone I know that for for a man who did not who can't climax. Yeah. Um, but 
there I know a lot of women who are ashamed of it or even women yeah. that I've dated and it's like yeah. I can't get up and they feel like they have to fake it and it's like no it oh, still feels good right that's the worst yeah um, if it feels good cool if I can't get you off I'm okay with that I'm gonna want to try yeah um, if it doesn't work I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna get mad I know there's some people who get mad because oh, they can't so get a silly. person off yeah so now, now isn't it's not just the shame of she can't do it but it's the shame of you can't do it for me and he feels bad it's a bad cycle exactly. to get in that negative mindset and there's also those people who you know if if a girl plays with themselves while they're having sex like those people will start getting angry because they feel <sighs> so like silly. oh you can't I have to give it me. to you yeah. I have to give it to you or introduction of toys in, into the into Feel the bedroom. Feel intimidated or jealous it's like, of toys. Oh, that's well, so if if you're going to use that stuff, you're never going to need me again. It's like that's not what it's that all is about. So silly. That's just adding another element to this whole sexual experience with yeah. your partner. For me, I need a vibrator. Yeah. And yeah, I went through some periods where I'm like, hmm, I should try to get off the vibrator. Like I should try to stop using it and try to develop get some sensitivity back or something like that but then yeah usually I, I when I have had those feelings that I'm suddenly like why exactly why 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 you know it works use it it works and it's so great and <laughs> yeah. it works so well and there's no reason why you wouldn't use it like, exactly you know so yeah that's so silly the mentality that you have to give the partner the orgasm as well like, mm-hmm. we practice a lot of it's a very old school mentality yeah 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 um, and that's where a lot of the shame comes from from the people who can't climax uh, yeah. because of what they've uh, experienced with those particular partners. Yeah, like we practice a lot of assisted masturbation, Mm -hmm. Matt and I. Um, So kind of rarely, pretty rarely, do we actually, quote unquote, give the other an orgasm. Like you're assisting as, oh, it's what the phrase I'm thinking of is like taking ownership and taking control over your own sex organ. Okay. Like taking control over your orgasm. Yeah, I uh, I was dating a woman um, very briefly, and we had some sexual encounters, of course. Yes. Um, uh, but not many, but the one of which, um, like, she, I guess she had a bad sexual experience in the past, and it actually kind of scarred her a little bit. So it was a little bit of a process to, uh, to work in the, the trust aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine, and I was very patient, and she was, that helped open up the situation, um, but then also she had never used a sex toy before. Oh, um, so, so she didn't know what the experience was like or anything. Um, and she also had that mentality of, I can't use a sex toy because then because it means a, I'm broken in some way. And, and, and uh, then I'll never need a penis again. And that too. Or, or, yeah. and, but I love that. Or I'll never get off without it. I'll so, get addicted to it. Yeah, That's another so, thing. Yeah. So I introduced her to one. Mm-hmm. Um, what, to- what toy? Uh, it was just a very basic cheap one. I don't even know the name brand. It was kind a of vibrator? one of those. Yeah, it was a vibrator. Um, and it was one of those ones that I think the box was completely demolished at work. And so oh, cool. there was like a box in the back saying, hey, free stuff. Ooh, um, so I took one of those ones home and I never even used it. It just kind of stayed in my little pleasure chest at home for a while. And then I took it out for this one, for, for this experience and played with it. And she was... Having a hoot. Having a ball. Uh, and then, yeah, so then I just, here, take this home with you. Have fun. Yeah. Play with it. I'm Make not it using it. Make it fun again. Make it fun again. Yeah, like. so she said, I'll go back every now and then saying, so how's that toy going for you? <laughs> 
And she admittedly only used it maybe twice or three times in like the last, I don't know, six months. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has at least had that opportunity to experience it, yeah. um, which is fantastic. And I mean, like, I'm all about new experiences and I'm yeah. all about introduc- introducing people to, to these new, new experiences. experiences too. So, yeah. Yeah. On that note, Richard. We should be wrapping her up. No. I know. I have to have you back. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> okay, then it's back. fine. Then okay. it's fine. We can conclude. Uh, please tell our listeners where we can find you. Seduction Love Boutique. We're located at 577 Young Street, and we have amazing hours for all your sexual needs. So usually around 10 until midnight. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, I'm here with Richard Como, and one more time, I'm Aaron Pym. To find out more about the Bedpost Stage Show, please go to Facebook dot com slash bedpost erotica my personal blog with over 100 erotic short stories is at erinserotica.com and lastly the bedpost podcast features original music by steph copeland who can be reached at her website stephcopelandmusic.com 